Should be a good one this week. Got plenty of, plenty of things to talk about, as always. Wait for the Hefe to come on here. Probably, I'm hoping you guys didn't get wrecked by Daylight Savings Time. Should be, this one should be easier because it's uh, an hour later. So you wake, you woke up early, realized that we still had an hour. That's right. Hey, yeah, so- no, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just listening. I, uh, I'm stoked. <laughs> this <laughs> is like, this is great for me. Uh, I'm going to enjoy this as long as it lasts, which is usually yep. not that long, but, uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I'm happy to get that extra hour back now, and uh, now I only have to wake up at six a.m. instead of five a.m. So exactly. <laughs> but no, it does make a difference, and I'm happy to um, take it that extra hour. Yeah, winter's over. That's right. Yeah, doesn't feel like it over here, but. Um, I'm sure it'll start getting warmer pretty soon. Are you better back in uh, and settled back from East Denver? Mm, All settled? Not quite yet. Uh, I'm in Seattle today and driving back. So by tonight, I should be home. Nice. See you leaving uh, leaving a trail of gachi on the coast here. I saw your tweet. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Yeah, I got one by San Fran by the Golden Gate Bridge, and then I got one kind of driving down the Oregon coast. And we'll probably get one here today somewhere in Seattle before I leave. So beautiful, awesome. Uh, Yeah, we have a ton uh, to discuss today, and so first things first, I'll drop our. Mirror board, and then we can just go through our proposals. Um, here we go. Hopefully, you guys can't hear the wind in my background. It's like super windy outside. We cannot. Your noise canceling is on point. Nice. So loud. Yeah. Uh, I could try and share my screen through here. Uh, Let's see. I'm doing this on my laptop, so I don't know. I don't have the normal amount of real estate that I get uh, when I'm doing the call. But I can. I'll share the mirror board so you guys can see it. How's that? Oh, that's cool, Hardcore. First result, if you type DPEG, is us closing <laughs> the curve, bonding curve. That's so crazy. That's pretty cool. Man, I cannot get over the timing of that. <laughs> it's, it really Me is neither, a significant part of our story now. We're going we're gonna to have to work that into the lore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I was explaining to my girlfriend last night just like how like just getting by the skin of your teeth, what it actually feels like. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, but we're here for not out of it yet. It. But hopefully, hopefully, Dai is gonna. They they got some props that they're working on on their governance side, and seems seems like things are. I mean, the narrative is, it it doesn't seem to be that bad. I think we'll make it. 
Yeah. I don't know what die will be when we actually pull it out. So we're not going to, we will, we'll probably convert a little bit into something else depending on slippage, but we're not going to convert like all of it immediately. I think, cause there's just the liquidity right now is terrible. Maybe it'll be better by, uh, by like mid next week as people start arbing. But right now, like yeah. there's like no USDT out there. Yeah, crazy. And so just to recap on that, you know, for anybody who maybe doesn't know what's happening, I think most people do, but uh, USDC and DAI both depegged. Of course, DAI depegging because it has some USDC also in its reserves, large amount. Um, the USDC depegged because of a failure of a bank that was underpinning some of the assets. Is that right? Yeah, so... Circle has, they have like a $40 billion portfolio, right? And then basically 3.3 million of that uh, is in this uh, SVB bank. I think, I think, am I saying that right? Hopefully I'm not getting the details wrong. Yeah. Silvergate. Uh, not Silvergate, in Silicon Valley no, Bank. Silicon they have, Valley Bank. They have some money in Silicon Valley Bank. And now that Silicon Valley Bank is closed and bankrupt, they're they're only insured up to 250k per depositor, so that's obviously nothing compared like compared to their assets under management. So people are just yeah. speculating like, oh, is USDC gonna lose 10% of its uh, of its assets? And I think I mean the answer is probably not. Like Silicon Valley Bank, they actually almost have enough to cover everything. It's just everything is all their money is in these bonds that have basically tanked because interest rates are going up they bought all these bonds like at the top of the market for bonds and when interest rate was like zero percent and now interest rates are like four point four point five percent so all these bonds are just in the in the in the gutter and uh because people started withdrawing their money from silicon valley bank they had to basically fire sale these bonds to get some liquidity uh, so they could pay the depositors for for their withdrawals, and so that's oh. what's causing this bank run. So they 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 have enough. If they wait long enough, they will eventually have enough funds to pay everything off. It's just like right now, it's a liquidity crisis, and so the market is just pricing that into USDC, saying, "Well, we don't think you guys are going to have all your funds, uh, so you're not going to be able to." Uh, when people want to convert their USDC into USD. They're saying we're, you're not going to have enough money for for everyone to do that. So, kind of like a mini bank run. But looks like the actual hole of in the balance sheet of of Circle is really not that big. It's like two hundred million dollars, which they should be able to cover okay. pretty easily. And so, that's why you know the market it definitely overreacted. So now we're back. We're down. We're still not five percent off the dollar in terms of USDC. Uh, but hopefully once people are able to start converting their USDC back into USD and redeeming it, there's there's basically going to be going to be an ARB happening as people buy USDC and then convert it into USD and then kind of uh, ARB the gap. So that should, if everything goes well on Monday, people should be ARBing USDC back up to $1 and then they won't be redeeming anymore. 
Okay, no, this is important for people to know because, you know, there's a lot of USDC being held by, you know, especially some of us who, who uh, you know, we, we spend most of our time here in Web3. So um, it, this is important to know. Uh, and so it's, as I guess what you're saying also is so long as people don't keep buying into that fear and let things recover, uh, which seems to be the case, that uh, this won't turn into some sort of a, uh, you know, crazy bank run that feeds off of itself as uh, as long as circle allows redemptions on monday uh things will go back to normal and as long as they have enough liquidity to redeem all the usdc that people want to redeem under like once the, uh, people are going to want to arb that gap which is currently like four four point seven cents of of a, of a gap so people are going to be buying usdc and they're going to be redeeming it for one dollar. So there'll be like a four or five percent arb that they make on that, which is pretty good. Uh, yeah. So as long as as long as Circle number one uh, enables redemptions on Monday, and number two has enough capital on hand, cash on hand to uh, facilitate those redemptions, it should go back up to a dollar. And then Dai is apparently, uh, I mean, th that should also go back up to a dollar once all this is done because. Most of the DPEG was on USDC side. Mm, interesting. So yeah, there were, I mean, there are some serious ARB opportunities this week. If anyone had, if you had some firepower in USDT or in Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything, you could have bought DAI or USDT, USDC when it was like 88 cents and you'd be up already back up seven cents on it. So like you'd have doubled your money basically. There are yes. plenty of people arguing no, that. No future said he was buying in at 88 cents and he swapped it to ghost when it bumped nice. back up. So yeah, awesome. So yeah, uh, our vote was going to end on Tuesday, Tuesday at 2 a.m. UTC. So 10, 10 a.m. Singapore time. And so I guess I think it's on the agenda today. We should talk a little bit about uh, now Now that our worst fears have kind of happened, uh, USDC and DAI did both DPEG. Probably worth uh, discussing long-term what the Dow wants to put some of, like, some of its funds in. So for the Treasury, for uh, I know that there are some uh, like bearded on the Dow side and the directors, they've gotten the buybacks uh, started. So yeah. currently they're, they're buying them back in USDC. And we also have our main biggest liquidity pool in USDC as well. So there's a, there's plenty of touch points that we have with USDC and uh, to a lesser extent die currently, but going forward, yeah. we'll, we'll probably want to liquidate, a good portion of the die, keep it in various stables, and then some other, uh, some other potentially less stable assets like Bitcoin or Ethereum. So basically, what does the DAO want its portfolio to look like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely discuss that. Uh, what I, What I'll do first here is I'll rip through our proposals. There aren't that many sure. of them to cover here, and then we'll get right into that. And. Uh, Shortly after that, we'll get the ThriveCoin guys on uh, up here and uh, talking about it. I think an interesting way we could actually start rewarding the global community in the Avogadji uh, Discord and just across Avogadji in general um, 
yeah, let me just kick that off here. So, uh, oh, yeah, I already messed up my own mirror board. You got to be careful with the mirror board because if you hold and drag sometimes, it'll just, you'll move things off the page unintentionally like I just did. And when you're using a trackpad, it definitely, uh, this is frozen, hang on. Yeah, when you're using a trackpad, it definitely makes things a little bit harder to use a mirror board. Uh, okay, here we go. Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know where the where I moved that other item to, but it seems to have disappeared. Okay, we'll just go. Uh, we'll just go by proposal then. Um, so securing pro protocol rewards, operational funding requests. This is the, the buyback uh, program and uh, treasury management uh, proposed. There is a core prop in progress for that. And both seem to be doing well. The SIG prop has not met quorum yet. Let's see here. If it's closed, uh, it is closed. It did not meet quorum. So the, yeah. The, the signal proposal did not meet quorum, but there is a core prop out right now, actually. And that one does look like it's close to meeting quorum. So I'm not sure what happened there, but um, yeah, I'm not sure why the... Well, shouldn't, it, shouldn't the core prop have come out after the SIG prop had closed? Or did the, was, the, was it just like a day apart? I don't understand. Either Which way, this is Agip 69. Like, like, I guess the signal proposal closed uh, March 4th. Okay, no, that was, yeah, so that's that's already closed. It just didn't meet quorum, that's all. It didn't meet quorum, but the core, the core prop seems to meet quorum. Seems to have met quorum, almost. Was that the one that failed because of the snapshot issue? Oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. That that totally. So makes it did. Sense. It did technically pass with the normal voting power. If it if it had right. had full voting power, it would have passed. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so here we got Agip sixty eight and Agip sixty nine. So Agip Agip sixty eight fun fireball GG uh, on chain guilds, and this is Yannick's uh, idea there behind making a uh, sort of a uh, a tool using Gnosis Safe for guilds to manage their treasuries, manage their, you know, could be wearables. Uh, I think he's calling it a guild inventory or warehouse. So that'll be really interesting. You know, Fireball GG already has a great suite of tools, and I think this will just be another value add for guilds. So um, I know GMI is definitely going to be looking at using the on chain guilds. Uh, so go and vote for that. That is 93% uh, in favor of funding this with 8.8 out of 9 million meeting form. Hasn't met form yet, but I anticipate it will. Um, just a quick look here, see where it's actually at right now. And it looks like we have, yeah, we have met quorum, so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so those are, let's just go back here real quick. Uh, yeah, so those are the only two open proposals right now. So we can discuss 
Uh, Coder Den, you were discussing the operational funding request specifically, which was talking about a buyback program, uh, non-linear buyback program on a uh, on an eighteen month schedule. Uh, do you want to speak speak on that a little bit, uh, or do you want to speak on just at a high level, like treasury management for this unlock die? Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I don't have anything to yeah. say specifically on the buybacks. Okay. But I know uh, Maxi Crouton and Dr. Wagme, uh, Bearded, and basically all of the CTT have been working on that. So they can probably speak better on that. Absolutely. Yep. Get them up on stage here. Uh, yeah. Just accept. There he is. Nice. Hey, sir. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Good morning. GM. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, so that proposal is about really the buybacks specifically. Uh, so we're doing uh, front-loaded buybacks, as we've discussed a couple times now, uh, around a million dollars worth of buybacks over this first month, uh, less the second month, and then it evens out over the following months. Uh, Bearded built a customized like buyback bot that purchases uh, Ghost every four hours using Gelato, and uh, like it finds the most efficient way to purchase. The ghost, uh, we that is going to be owned and operated by the Dow Foundation. Uh, like the directors, uh, multi-sig, they will put in more stable coin to fund it, to fund those by uh, to like keep those buybacks going, and then they can withdraw the ghost uh, to uh, the protocol rewards wallet specifically. So that is what that proposal is about, and then we have. Uh, some things I kind of to discuss still on it is, you know, we're not going to put all of the stable coin in that uh, bot, right? We have stable coin sitting around, uh, so we should try to yield farm with that and then roll those, uh, that interest earned into uh, like further protocol rewards. So basically we don't just have the funds sitting there, like how can we put them to work? That's the whole point of closing the curve. So we, we're working on making some recommendations regarding treasury management, uh, both for those funds, for the Dow treasury funds, uh, and then uh, like basically the extra funds that we have that are designated for liquidity. Uh, so look forward to recommendations from that on us. Uh, and uh, also probably this uh, curve transition team is gonna put a proposal to like morph into a uh, treasury and liquidity management uh, team that will provide ongoing support uh, from all of this perspective because it's super important uh, and look forward to a, a couple proposals outlining like what our recommendations are and then what that team looks like over the next month. Nice. Yeah, great job getting the, uh, the bot set up and it looks like, has anyone, if you guys haven't seen it, maybe uh, Dr. Wagme, do you have a link to some of the transactions, it's it's pretty cool. It's uh, it's not just like pulling from one pool; it's pulling from all of the different pools to make sure that uh, we get like the best price with the, the least amount of slippage. And it looks like it's firing off every four hours right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We're doing that to avoid slippage, uh, and then using Gelato like to make the most efficient purchase possible, just to avoid slippage, avoid people being able to front run the purchases and uh, get the most out of our money from the Dow perspective. So honestly, I'm not even that sad about ghosts, like dipping down like it is, it's gonna be more ghosts for us to buy up and use as protocol rewards. And 
looking for a little bit of like social media support from our social media and client crew here. Like we are putting millions of dollars into the ghost token. Uh, and I don't think people really understand that. Uh, so the, there's some hype opportunity there uh, if people are interested. Yeah, we're, we're not on our side. We're not going to talk about that, but uh, I do agree. It's a good thing for to get the word out on. But we're not we can't talk about that officially. Yeah, for sure. I have I'll work on a full editorial article over this next week after I'm off service about uh, being excited about the ghost token. Basically, big yep. things. To I, uh, I do think it's worth a little bit there's feedback from the community on like where our heads are at from treasury management standpoint. Like, do we want, like how much do we want in stable coins? How much do we want uh, in non-stables? And then if it's non-stables, like what are our priorities? Like ETH, Bitcoin, Matic. Uh, those are hard decisions to make, but I think this week kind of proved to us that we need to make those decisions. Uh, we're going to work on like putting a couple different options in front of the community, but it, it's really helpful just to have feedback on like where people's heads are at. And like Yannick, for example, was like, let's go all ETH. Let's buy ETH maxi. And that's one side of things. And then alternatively, it's like, well, USDC survived this. Uh, it'll probably be okay. So we can just stay in stables. And I, we probably need some answer that's in the middle and really, really hoping for feedback from the community as we look to put some proposals together. Uh, well, one question I had was, I know we are going to, the DAO is putting some funds towards the quick swap uh, incentives for Ghost USDC. Are those live yet, or are we still waiting for them to set up on on uh, Sigma? It's not live yet. Uh, they told us they'd try to have it Friday, and they did not get it there. Uh, so I'm hoping it's up tomorrow. Uh, I know that many people removed their liquidity uh, from the pool specifically because those rewards were not live, as we'd expected. So I'm hoping that we see deeper liquidity once that goes live. So ready your ghost USDC for the quick swap pool. Uh, it's quite a bit of ghost rewards that should be available for liquidity mining. Yeah, one, one point that the quick swap brought up when we were discussing the different options, uh, I think it was Alexi, uh, one, of their, one of their quick swap guys. He did say like it, that, that from, their, from their data that they have, uh, typically, you need to provide double the amount of incentives to get the same amount of liquidity for a stablecoin pair compared to something like Ghostmatic or Ghost ETH. So, if we're going for the deepest, deepest liquidity with the same amount of with a fixed amount of uh, incentives, sounds like from from the, what their data shows, uh, it would actually be better to go with like a Ghostmatic or Ghost ETH pair. Really, just depends, I guess, what our community wants to wants to be in. If uh, if we want to be in Ghost USDC, uh, we can incentivize that. But they, the QuickSwap team, did say that you're actually getting kind of less bang for your buck in terms of incentives when you incentivize the stablecoin pairs. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I pulled out all my liquidity uh, from Ghost. Uh, from Ghost in general, when we got rid of the Ghostmatic uh, incentives, and I would put a lot back in if we had Ghostmatic or Ghost ETH. So anecdotally, that holds, and I that would also help us de-risk from stable coins as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt, we're very we're so closely aligned with Matic, really, and people have Matic when they come on the chain. So 
Uh, it could be, if we're looking for a replacement for Ghost USDC, could be an interesting option. But uh, yeah, we need to see what people, what, what some of the bigger, bigger LPs want to hold and, uh, and kind of tune it for that. I think for now, trying to bolster liquidity makes sense of maybe sticking with our plan. I mean, if it's going to go live tomorrow, uh, yes. but uh, I think it's a discussion like worth having. It's really hard to navigate the DAO on this, right? Like, uh, it feels like a you know the curve transition team is going to make, make a recommendation, and probably whatever that prop is will pass. Uh, so, I, just really important that people, that stakeholders, provide feedback to us as we try to get this right. Mm-hmm. Because currently with Glitter, we're also providing pretty good incentives to the Ghost USDC pair. I think it's, is it, let's look it up here. Last time I checked, it was like, was it 15% or 20%? It's 20% because we, we, yeah. we got rid of the, the Matic option. Yeah, so that's, if we are looking to destabilize things, uh, in terms of getting rid of the stable stablecoin pairs, that would be another one that that would be a kind of a a target. Maybe we don't want to get rid of it completely, but uh, if if the DAO does, if some of the LPs do prefer Ghostmatic, then we could certainly increase rewards for that. And according to Quicksock, we'd probably get more liquidity per dollar of of reward for that pair. I think it also will make sense too. Uh, you know, now that the curve is off, I expect Ghost to track like ETH and Matic uh, more closely uh, than it was prior. So I, I think we could see less in permanent loss. So it's even more attractive to uh, provide those pairs. True. Yeah, so I think uh, liquidity is obviously uh, a big discussion topic. And um should we have like a maybe a DAO forum post where people can it would be great to hear different people's opinions on this topic out, outside of this call so if there are any threads going on about this i'm not sure if there are but if there are feel free to drop them in here mm -hmm. or if not we'll get one started yeah i finished up on service today i'm off for eight days so i will i'll put together a DAO forum post tomorrow probably one for liquidity and then treasury and I just like, put it all in there and like, please provide feedback. Uh, the whole community, we, we need it. But we have a good team. Uh, like Al is doing an amazing job. Uh, and then Maxi Crouton is a DeFi expert. And uh, like, we have a, the right people in place. We just want to make sure that we get all the stakeholders input. Cool. So, yeah, on the so related to liquidity, just general. Treasury portfolio management. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see if, if uh, any from the CTT or just any community members, other community members have thoughts about some portfolio management for what, what we're going to do with this two point, a 22.5 million die worth of tokens. Uh, like kind of warning shot, uh, I am asking the uh, origin protocol team to like present to us a little bit they have um kind of like their own stable coin which farms like multiple different farms so it kind of spreads out the risk across many different stable coins um, and uses like blue chip uh mm -hmm. DeFi 
uh, processes to yield farm, they generate generally around 5% uh, APR. It is on Ethereum. So if we, when we get our die on mainnet, we could put some of that into the origin USD stablecoin uh, to generate yield there. It's like maximally passive. We don't have to like collect. You just like put it in the stablecoin and the yield rolls in. Uh, so look forward to a proposal uh, from them kind of outlining like what their product is and then they can uh, present to us as well. the DAO be uh, interested in purchasing some real world assets because uh, we were talking about this at the Gachi Lodge and maybe uh, the DAO wants to post up a uh, permanent Gachi Lodge in Panama Canal <laughs> and uh, T-Bird said he would uh, bring his boat down there and we'd go sailing and spread the word of Gachi and we'd live in our own little uh, Gachi commune basically. Uh, maybe the DAO might want to fund that. It might, uh, you know, diversify the portfolio a bit. And my Callum said he's going to keep the place clean. You know, Natasha's going to be there. And it'll be a whole, it'll be a whole thing. We can even make like a TV show based on uh, the whole thing. Real world gachi. So I got some ideas. I got some ideas for this treasury. <laughs> Dr. Wang. I am like semi-serious. <laughs> No, but we should seriously, honestly, for this treasury, I think all, all opinions do matter. And so if you have some interesting ideas on treasury management, even if you're not one of the big brands like Dr. Wagme, Nancy Crouton, who do have some really great ideas, um, feel free to pitch in. I think we can make this a fun conversation and uh, maybe we might even get some really great ideas out of it that we didn't think of. So. And then kind of reminder, you know, we have 25% dedicated to the Dow Treasury. Uh, you know, we're going to be doing the best we can to use the liquidity funds uh, and protocol reward to generate yield. And then obviously Treasury too, but we still want to fund projects from the community that add and provide value. So like you're saying, all ideas are still on the table. Teams that want to come together, provide value for the community, like still put props up. Yeah, well said, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, do we have any? Do we have any uh, last uh, items to cover regarding Treasury? Just this high-level conversation we just had. Is there anything else here, Doctor Wag? Go to Dan. Well, I guess uh, as far as this uh, this die is considered, we're gonna. You guys are going to have it. Uh, it'll be sent to the Foundation multisigs, the three of them, uh, on Tuesday. So. We're not uh, on the pixel craft side. We're going to convert our die probably as uh, depending on what the slippage is into some various uh, stables and, and maybe a little bit of Bitcoin and ETH. But uh, whatever the DAO wants to do with that, you guys, the DAO will need to make uh, some proposals because I know that foundation is not going the foundation multi-sig is not going to be converting that on behalf. I expect some options and a proposal from us uh, over the next week. Right. All right. Perfect. We got, uh, I just got Senate up here. Uh, we met at Eat Denver. Uh, he is on the ThriveCoin team. And it was a pleasure to meet you there and talk uh, a bit about uh, what you guys have done for Bank Bestow and helping them recognize uh, community contributors at all levels across their DAO and uh, 
maybe we can talk about some of the challenges they had before you guys came in. And, uh, you know, of course, we can start off with what ThrivePoint is for people who have never heard of ThrivePoint. So welcome yeah. to Avagachi Dow. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, Hefe. Um, I mean, um, yeah, very excited, uh, very excited to be here. And before I start, actually, I just want to see whether I can share my screen. Uh, you know, uh, it would be actually mm, great. Okay. So I can walk us through the slides. Worst case, I might have to drop for a second and come back in because of the new permissions, but I hope it will work. Okay. To uh, share your, I mean, I can share my screen. You can share your screen now. No, I can't. I can't. Oh, you can't share your screen. Mm. I do have all the slides up on the mirror board, so I can go through them as you are uh, making your way through, if you um, like. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm. We we can try it this way as well. Uh, I I hope we will just be able to. Uh, to kind of uh, yeah follow follow through and it would be great if you could invite a thrive giraffe Daniel as well up on stage so oh, he's kind of available. I was wondering who that is. I'm like thrive. Ah, yeah, he, is, he has like a gachi now as a yeah we have, we've got a oh, gachi. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Let's get your gachi up on stage. We'll do that. Gachi, come up um, on stage, man. <laughs> come on. Uh, I'm gonna invite you to speak. Yeah, yeah. Giraffe. Welcome. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I feel. I have entered the building. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm just basically, um, you know, going going to kind of get started, and um, and I will tell you kind of to push the slides kind of down half uh, as soon sure. as soon as I'm okay. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, hey, uh, so yeah, as you can see, I'm Senate, and uh, I mean, I feel very grateful uh, to be here today. You know, I've been following the Avogachi community, and Avogachi uh, itself uh, can stick to the first slide, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bit of bit of an introduction so that people know me. I've been following you for like a very long time now, and uh, I love what you guys are doing with gaming. And I'm, I mean, I've been a gamer myself for almost my entire life, uh, at least two thirds. <laughs> and you basically combine effectively my two loves. And, and one of them is figuring out what it means to build a world where kind of real equity is possible. And the other is basically gaming. So the thing I've been doing almost my whole life. And this is what I feel Avogachi is doing, which is great. And so, I mean, I've been excited. Uh, I'm, I'm now kind of excited to share uh, a bit more about myself and kind of my background and then, you know, walk you through the, the slides pretty quickly. Um, and then we'll get into the kind of good part, which is opening up the floor uh, for some Q&As. Um, the founder of ThriveCoin, Daniel, as you can see, Thrive Giraffe is also here. He's also very excited to answer questions. And yeah, uh, just a quick background on me. I started in Web3 about uh, one and a half years ago when I joined Bankless DAO. And I mean, I work, as many of us here, really hard. I did a bunch of cool shit. Uh, I was the DAO Relationships Guild coordinator, part of the multi-sig wallet. And I'm still, frankly, a member of the grants committee as of today. And while I was with Bankless, I, I met ThriveCoin and became part of the team basically that implemented ThriveCoin within Bankless DAO. And over the course of just four months, it became really a massive success. 
was crucial for the success and kind of thriving of, of our DAO. And at some point I was like, yeah, holy shit, this is amazing. And I, I would actually love to join the team. So I came on to Thrivecoin a little more than a month ago, I think. And it's been really amazing so far. And uh, now I finally get to give my first presentation. <laughs> and the founder of not just here is literally next to me. So if I fuck all of this up, guys, I hope you can forgive me and, you know, just pretend that I did a good job, okay? Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Okay. Without further ado, let's, let's continue with, with the presentation. Hefe, you can go to the vision slide, um, uh, to, which is the next slide. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at Thrivecoin, we really have a big wish, vision, and I think it's, you know, it's aligned with my personal vision and, and frankly, yours. Um, I, we believe in a world where real equity is possible, where it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, or what your background is. If you create value for your community, you should be rewarded proportionate to the value you create. And I believe this is what Avogadro is doing. You're, I mean, you're taking <laughs> this world of gaming where almost no one has been rewarded, and I'm talking of experience, uh, for devoting their lives, basically, to this world. And you're creating an ecosystem where all of us can have like real ownership in the experience that we are having collectively. And this is literally the world Thrivecoin is trying to create as well. And I think this partnership between us, this partnership between Avogadro and Thrivecoin, can create lots of goodness. Um, next slide. Thank you. Uh, but I mean, like, here's the problem, and I, I think we can all agree. In Web3 today, most communities uh, can really reward their members for value they contribute. Um, they can auto-validate the value creation that's happening in the community or across various platforms. They can reward those contributions or bring them on chain. And the amazing thing about Avogadro, though, is that this is not you. You guys actually do auto-reward and also auto-validate some contributions within the context of your game or when it comes to governance participation. You do snapshot rewards based on how many gotchis. Avogachi is a member of it. So if you own an Avogachi and you know, hold Ghost and you vote for proposal, it levels up your Avogachi. And I mean, this is amazing. And we are kind of already thinking in a very, very aligned way and what I'm really excited about is, you know, with Thrivecoin is that we can help you take this set of principles, I like to call it dogma, to the kind of next level. Next slide, Hefe. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we can help you go from some to many. And the reason for that is that we built the first automated scalable uh, uh, rewards protocol in Web3, and we thereby make it really, really easy to make contributions to the community you deeply care about. Uh, we auto-validate contributions with bot and bad actor protection across dozens of platforms. We auto-reward them to your native token. And I mean, you have five native tokens. I mean, there's Ghost, there's Alpha, there's uh, Thought, there's Keck. And I forgot one, I think there are five. Okay, I already fucked up. <laughs> and we can, uh, I mean, we can basically those contributions on chain with, uh, with a, what we call thank you note. So that they are transparent, you can see them, they're on-chain, and ensure they are aligned with, with our ethos. Next slide. Now comes a very, very, you know, 
exciting part. And uh, I'm very excited to share, you know, this case study with you that I did by working with Thrivecoin at Bankless. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that um, and, and, you know, honored to have been part of it. And it's, you know, we support Bankless down now for across two seasons. And I mean, during this time, we not just experienced broad adoption and support, we have also increased core contributor engagement across the DAO. Um, I mean, you can see like in three months, um, we went from a world where less than 1% of people are rewarded uh, to rewarding almost 90% of contributions across Bankless DAO. In a world where contributions in DAOs are decreasing, we have quadrupled, almost quadrupled the number of members engaging in our community. And in a world where most of the top contributors are burned out, they're stopped working, you know, they're leaving Web3 behind, um, we are actually increased, we, we have actually increased uh, contributions from top members uh, by close to 50%. Now these numbers are a bit outdated. We're all, already close to 50. And we managed to do all of that during a bear market. And as of yesterday, we managed to do all of that during times where major stable coins are depegging. So this is history. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, that's up. actually, I was going to say, that's actually what got my attention is when you were talking about Bankless DAO and uh, finding, you know, actually successfully uh, contribute, rewarding contributors fairly. Uh, some contributors that may have not even been involved previously on a uh, significant level now getting more involved with Bankless DAO. I'm sure I'm going to have some questions about that. But uh, yeah, definitely want to echo that. That, that caught my attention when we were talking. Sure. Yeah, no, thank you. That, this makes makes a lot of sense. And I mean, it didn't just, it also got Acorn's attention. And we, I mean, we launched in, in October with, with Bankless DAO as kind of a pilot. And um, just in January, so like three months after, Apecoin gave us a freaking 1.5 million uh, uh, dollar grant uh, in Apecoin uh, to support their entire ecosystem. And, you know, we thought, you know, wow, the second largest DAO believes in us and, you know, wants to adopt our technology, basically, to make it a piece of their core DAO infrastructure. And, you know, what's also worth pointing out here is that all of that happened during a really hard time in the ApeCoin ecosystem. Uh, there are a bunch of proposals going out on Snapshot at ApeCoin, and the community had major troubles passing proposals that have asked for like $10,000 worth of ApeCoin. And I mean, yet we passed with, I think, unanimous agreement from the French apes, the Latin apes, Chinese apes, I think are more sub-communities. And I mean, it was just insane. Um, uh, and this proposal uh, will effectively support us, uh, distributing, as you can see, 1.5 million over the next six months, but effectively $3 million worth of ApeCoin back to the community in exchange for value-creating actions over the course of the next year. And I mean, frankly, and hopefully we can go up from there. So um, next slide. And this is an important one. Uh, almost, I think it's the how it works part. Oh, it's on the right-hand side. It's right, top right. Yes, there we go. So basically how it works, the most important thing is it's super easy, okay? We basically create a community page that allows members to see all of the ways they can contribute to the communities uh, and, and all the rewards that are offered. Uh, they simply need to connect the wallet and boom, they're rewarded basically for past and future contributions. I mean, it's that easy. 
uh, and um, I, I'll show you how it looks like for Avogadro at the end of the presentation. So stay tuned. I'm going to drop some alpha. You might have already seen. So um, next slide. Yes, thank you. Um, we basically support every way for someone to create value uh, and all kind of contribution types from end to end. We are agnostic about what you value and we want to help you basically reward those value creating contributions at all costs. Um, we are really not you know, just a tool, we are consider ourselves a core piece of DAO infrastructure. Uh, and we are here to create more efficiency and more utility and basically more value for the community we deeply care about. Um, next slide. Thank you. Um, yeah, the, the important piece here, we support around like 50% of Web3 activity today and are expected to be supporting around 90% in a couple of months and uh, uh, across the whole spectrum. You know, contributions can exist across all platforms, including Snapshot, Discourse, Discord, uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, you can see all of that. And, you know, in this slide in particular, you can see um, the kind of contribution types that are in there. And the imp most important piece here is really that, you know, the right-hand side. The, if, you might have to zoom a little bit in, Hefe. <laughs> because on the right-hand side, you can see those two columns bottom that actor detection. So the important piece here is we built the technology so that we can ensure that when contributions are made, they're actually value creating contributions. Uh, so people, just to give an example, people don't get rewarded for writing GM in a channel. They get rewarded for providing helpful feedback on a governance proposal. And uh, we track what we call uh, known and unknown criteria. And you can decide, for example, that you only want to reward people whose comments are liked by three admins or more, for example. But the main point here is that um, you know, it's going to be valuable. Okay, so next slide. Okay, I think we already had that one. Uh, all, almost all, yeah, we had that one. It's actually, I think in the middle, left-hand side, scroll to the left, up. Yeah, the competition, competition analysis. Basically, uh, we are really what we call or what I call the V3 of an industry, frankly, that has been V1 for a very long time. And I mean, to be fair, we all know Coordinate, and Coordinate is an OG, and it's really great to be an OG. And lots of DAOs uh, have been or are still using Coordinate, and you know, we love them and we support them. However, um, I mean, it's sort of this is sort of where it stops uh, because Coordinate doesn't auto validate anything. It doesn't auto-reward anything. Um, it doesn't auto-record or anything on-chain. And there's also no bot and bad actor protection. And these are all the things that we're doing. Uh, next slide, which should be also one of the final ones, I guess. Uh, oh, no, no, this, you can skip this one. Basically, we support, um, you know, all, almost all major DAOs. And uh, our team is fairly experienced. Uh, we are value aligned and what I call badass. <laughs> uh, most of us are three natives, uh, and uh, most of us have also worked for large crypto companies before. And um, the team has basically scaled products to support many millions of users before. And what I think, you know, the most meaningful uh, uh, thing to me is really to be part of this team. And, 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 and it really feels like a family 
like a badass family. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what we do. And I told you, I think in the middle of the presentation that there's might be some alpha coming. Um, and if you scroll to the right uh, or move to the right, Hefe, to the custom Avogadro slide, I already said it now, scroll down, scroll down. Uh, boom, there it is, there it is, there it is. Scroll up, yes, there we go. Boom. <laughs> you see, there is, uh, I mean, we got so inspired by the opportunity to support the Avogadro uh, uh, community and, 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 you know, this amazing organization that we basically said, fuck it, uh, and, and decided to design, uh, you know, the Avogadro experience with ThriveCoin. And the Avogadro community will be hopefully live within a month, let's say. And, you know, connecting with ThriveCoin is as simple as connecting your wallet. And uh, once you connected your wallet, yes, you can scroll down. Thank you. Nice. Once you've connected your wallet, you will be able to see all the ways that you can contribute to Avogadro. You can stake and earn a ghost uh, for discourse contributions or any other tokens. And, you know, we can use all of those five tokens that you have, but, you know, it, decided to go with ghost because it's your governance token uh you can provide ghost as liquidity on dexes so you would support uniswap as well as other dexes you know can be fairly one inch or with whichever uh and you can uh see all basically rewards and authenticate platforms we ask you to authenticate and boom you're earning <laughs> and boom together we are creating kind of the same world that we want to create which is a world where you can have ownership over your participation in a gaming community and frankly a game and overall web3 and a world where you know as we call it you know real equity is possible and um yeah if i think there might be one more final slide okay. uh and, and then we are we are done I, no I, there I, is I, was say, I see the i see the comments rolling in here i see some questions rolling in so I'm going to maybe run through the chat here and actually take a few questions, if that's all right. And, uh, More than happy to dive into the questions. Okay. Daniel is also here. And, and I mean, yeah, awesome. no, let's make it happen. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah, so we got my column here. Is Thrive, an improve, is Thrive Point an improvement over the typical bank distribution model within Bankless DAO? Or, or are they at Bankless DAO doing both now, with distributing bank and Thrive? Or are the two correlated somehow? Um, you know, maybe you could speak to that, just how they're using, because uh, I think bank token is their, was their reward token initially, but maybe uh, with Thrive on, you know, being used now, is there a different way that they're handling this? Santa, do you want me to take that? Yeah. Go ahead, feel free. Sure, so we, um, when we started with Bankless DAO, it was a pilot. And uh, so as part of the pilot, they decided to use our testnet uh, uh, Thrive token. And the way the testnet Thrive token acts is essentially as a raffle ticket. So at the end of a season, um, uh, there are all kinds of prizes that people can win. And um, your chance of winning a prize is the number of raffle tickets that Thrive tokens that you hold divided by the total number of uh, Thrive tokens that have been earned over the course of a season. And that obviously was massively successful. Um, you know, I, I think, Senate, by the way, you did a great job on the presentation and a great job talking about the Bankless uh, uh, piece. So what they're doing now is they're moving uh, toward using bank in, uh, in go-forward seasons. And um, we can support either native tokens, which is actually our preference. 
right? And that's what most communities are choosing to start now, or we can support using our own uh, testnet token. Uh, either is fine. If you use our testnet token, uh, then, you know, it, again, it's used in a, a sort of raffle model. That's, that's not needed, generally speaking, for communities with native tokens. We would not recommend that in, in the case of Avagachi. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. Um, reading a comment by Dr. Wagme here. Uh, love the idea of ThriveCoin. It, from what the way he understands it, systematically rewards uh, quality engagement as defined by ourselves. But you had also mentioned, Senate, the relationship of Avagachi XP and snapshot voting. Uh, are there some sort of integrations that uh, you know, ThriveCoin would be able to implement that would allow for a automated distribution of on-chain XP, for example, after someone's voted on a proposal? Because I think that would be uh, something that would add significant. <laughs> you know, it, it would definitely significantly make that uh, distribution a lot easier. From what I understand right now, we're still manually uh, sending out yeah. XP for our Avogachis after voting. Yeah. So that's what we do. That's what we do. We automate everything. So, so absolutely. Um, uh, we do integration so that we can automate processes that were previously manual. And, and that's what supports scale, ultimately. Yeah, that's huge. Um, I think we would find uh, there'd be some great value in that. Uh, it's probably us as moving uh, forwards as a DAO, we're moving towards metamorphosis, which means uh, a lot of the functions that uh, Pixelcraft, the design, uh, where the Avogachis were initially designed, that's where the XP uh, is usually handled, XP distribution is handled. And so, you know, finding solutions moving forward where we can automate those processes would I think would be valuable uh, to the DAO. I'm scrolling through the comments here. Uh, yeah, people are really liking the graphics, uh, the interface. I think you guys uh, captured the gachi vibe there, that's cool. Nice. Uh, I, I, Dr. Wagme saying here again, uh, biggest obstacle he sees with maybe using uh, ThriveCoin for, in his opinion, would be uh, the way we would define valuable contributions. Great. You have a, a pretty diverse uh, community. And so he's kind of wondering, you know, how much active maintenance or would there, you know, how much active maintenance would be required or would there have to be some sort of a community committee, for example, that might be responsible for managing the ThriveCoin platform? For so I really, really, Dr. Wagner, I really appreciate that you you brought that up. So the way we do implementations with all communities is that there's a community in your words committee, they, they call them different things, committee, subcommittee, guild, board. Um, but there, there's a, a group of people that are well respected by the community. I mean, these are like, like you know, the, the biggest users, core users, um, et cetera, et cetera. And their job is to usually meet weekly and to do two things. One, get all kinds of feedback from the community about what valuable contributions are. And two, get feedback from data. Um, so what's working? You know, where's the supply and demand curves effectively? And then based on that, to suggest new contribution types, um, shift contribution types, shift reward amounts. And that's sort of a hallowed role. And um, 
you know, it, it has worked really well within the, as an example, within the context of Bankless or, um, or uh, Senna gave the example of ApeCoin or, or others. Um, so we would do the same thing with Avogadji. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know we have organizations within Avogadji. You know, I'm one of the co-founders of GMI. And we were there at Eat Denver. And so one of our biggest things is community engagement. And so we're certainly going to be the test bed uh, for sure for Thrive, for implementing a ThriveCoin uh, system, uh, ThriveCoin-based system, and at least start learning about how we can really scale this, like implement it across other parts of Avogadji. Uh, like you said, it starts with a, I think, a committee or a team that's willing to, uh, you know, uh, kick this off and get and get get some momentum on this. Um, we got we also got a question here from Mikey J. So the way he understands it, uh, this is a tool for automating the verification of off-chain activity to release funds on-chain. I guess that could be one of the potential use cases. Uh, you know, you had mentioned. Yeah. For example, uh, uh, contributing to a forum post, would that be able to translate to actually uh, receiving automated funds on chain? Yeah, this is a really good point. So one of the strange, almost counterintuitive things about Web3 is that in many cases, Web3 isn't Web3, right? It's Web2 on behalf of Web3. We're sitting here on Discord right now talking, that's Web2. Twitter, Web2. Discourse, Web2. Most of Snapshot, Web2. And the problem is that, you know, data exists within those Web2 environments and those walled gardens, and communities can't benefit from that data um, because it's not on chain, so they can't learn from it. But also, it's not on chain, meaning it's not really that transparent. And so that's exactly right. I mean, what we do when we automate these processes um, and, and when we auto validate and then auto reward and then auto bring on chain is that we create the transparency that is aligned with a web three ethos that's aligned with an, an ownership ethos. So it's not just about kind of uh, auto rewarding. Um, it's about creating kind of deep values alignment as well. Um, it, it's also worthwhile noting that we can also auto validate, <clears throat> you know, uh, activity in person, right? Using uh, apps like Token Proof, um, you know, so, you know, whether it's Web3, whether it's on-chain activity, off-chain activity, um, but talking about Web2 or off-chain activity, but in person, we can do, we can do it, it effectively at all. Yeah, and so I guess people are trying to figure out here, you know, is there one specific thing you guys are doing, you guys do everything, uh, is this, uh, you know, is this, is Thrive basically a one-stop shop for, you know, across like automation, engagement, uh, across all these things that we're kind of discussing? Like, do you guys find that, um, you know, once Bankless DAO or, uh, you know, ApeCoin DAO started using your product that they kind of moved away from other tools uh, that they just left behind, like DWORK and some of these other things that people are currently using in the space? So we're, we're, uh, we think of ourselves not as a tool, but as connective tissue or infrastructure. We're actually tool agnostic. And we, within the context of some communities, reward people for engaging even the tools that you just talked about. We reward engagement with DWORK. We reward engagement with Coordinate. 
At the same time, we're noticing that communities are, are realizing that they can use at ThriveCoin to do a lot of the stuff that they're doing with some of those other tools. And so, you know, for example, with Bankless, they had been using Coordinate for a long time, but they stopped using Coordinate after uh, they started working with us. Um, so we're deeply respectful of the environment. We think of ourselves as, you know, really wanting to kind of link everything up and um, support people in being rewarded wherever they are. Um, and at the same time, you know, ThriveCoin is quite powerful. I mean, it was built to be extraordinarily flexible and to automate a lot of activity that was previously not, you know, automated or automatable. Um, so, you know, communities are using us in, in, in new and more and varied ways every day. Okay, yeah, okay. So it, it is uh, the, the fact that you guys are, uh, like you say, a connective tissue, it does allow for the communities to tailor their approach to how they want to use it. Uh, uh, yeah, again, with Mikey J bringing up an, a, an example here that I can kind of explain to you guys, maybe might give some context to how Avagachi Dao might use this. Yeah, um, we, you we, know, he had he has a uh, statistics page for Avagachi wearables called wearables.report uh, that we've used in the past to help us inform some decision making. And we have the recent release of the Forge, which allows for fractionalized wearables and composable wearables. Um, say he wanted to include, like he wanted to do an upgrade to his website, his statistics website. He wanted to include these forging metrics. Uh, he's asking, how does this change the way in which I contribute and get paid today? Which, you know, the DAO would have to, uh, he would have to put up a proposal, a funding proposal, and then uh, go through a SIG prop, core prop, and then he would get paid by the Avagachi DAO Foundation. Versus, you know, if we were to do this through ThriveCoin, I guess, what would be the workflow there? Okay. Um, I, I'm going to broaden this uh, uh, yeah. just a little bit because you bring up a really good point. So, and, and this is where we, we really think we have the opportunity to create real value in the Web3 environment. Um, currently, um, if people want to be rewarded for really meaningful contributions that they make to a DAO, they don't just need to be a builder. They need to be a builder and generally a salesperson and a politician, <laughs> right? Because they've, get, they, they've got to make a proposal, they've got to sell the proposal, um, they've got to get a community aligned on the proposal and then go, right? That's, that's a lot of work. And people who aren't up for being builder plus salesperson plus politician the impact is that that value doesn't get created for the DAO, which sucks. I mean, it's value lost. And so, you know, one of the great opportunities, you know, hopefully that we see and, and you know, one of the big holes that hopefully that we're filling is the 99% of people who aren't builder, salesperson, politician, who just want to create value, um, but can't because they have this whole big process to go through. Now, um, what they'll do is they'll give feedback um, uh, about all the ways that, you know, we can create value for DAO and that becomes a contribution type that becomes a way to contribute. And as long as they contribute in that way, as long as they create that value, they get rewarded and it gets recorded on chain. And, you know, if it creates an immense amount of value, there will be many more rewards that look like that. And if it doesn't, um, we'll learn from it and move on. 
Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. I mean, uh, firsthand, we've experienced that at GMI. I mean, it is part of the reason why we spun up the Discord server in the first place is we found that uh, people were had great ideas, uh, had uh, great execution of those ideas even, but did not have the bandwidth or just the, the interest in writing up a proposal and getting the idea funded. And that's basically where it ended. That's where their contribution ended. So, you know, then you had to have someone like myself yeah. or, you know, you have Dr. Wagney, you have some really experienced people in our community who have been uh, really helpful and say, hey, you know, like you should put a proposal for this or, um, you know, let me help you draft something up or, you know, going out on their own limb and uh, putting out a proposal for something that they see the community. Yeah. And so I think there could be ways here to extend the ladder down further uh, where people may have not been willing to climb and offer them uh, a way to also be recognized. Uh, absolutely. And maybe to add on to one point, one thing that you mentioned, Hefe, which was very, very important, I guess. It's like uh, you asked whether we can support uh, existing ways of, of, of uh, you know, whether we are able to connect and, and support the ways that you're already incentivizing people to do things. And the short answer is basically, yes, we can integrate with uh, everything existing that you're using. Even if you decide you want to continue to use DWORK and Coordinate, we can support you in doing that. The thing that we just realized, especially with Coordinate, for example, is that at some point there is failure. I mean, there's been this major, major incidence in Bankless style where our coordinate admin has gained the system for more than two months uh, and basically has filled up his bag with bank while we thought that this person, that they are doing you know, their duties and, and following up their responsibilities. So in the end, we now decided at Bankless DAO that we are not going to use coordinate at all on a DAO-wide level. On a smaller level, there are some teams that say we are a group of five people and coordinate is pretty useful because it takes off operational overhead. We're like, okay. We will incentivize you to use that, and we will reward you for doing that, for doing the work that you do properly. However, on a DAO-wide level, we notice that you know when we talk about core DAO infrastructure uh, uh, that helps a community scale, um, you know we haven't had that yet, and, and and this is what we do. This is awesome. Yeah, I uh, yeah, Doctor Ryan is saying Thrive Giraffe really makes me feel heard. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people empathize, especially a lot of DAO contributors and even non, you know, uh, potential DAO contributors really can empathize with some of the uh, challenges that you brought up today and also uh, could maybe potentially look forward to some of these uh, automations or um, solutions that you guys could provide. Uh, I, I certainly think Avagachi DAO could benefit from a community. Uh, well, I think we already have it. Uh, to some degree with a lot of the guilds that we have in our community, but to empower them further and to, uh, you know, I think the guild is going to be the entry point for Apogachi games in general. Uh, and I think having some sort of an infrastructure like what ThriveCoin is doing uh, would be beneficial. I'm just reading through the last bit of the comments here. Uh, I think someone was asking up here if uh, I might have lost that question. <laughs> uh, why is Thrive better than Dow Lens? Both seem exceptionally strong. What's the difference? 
Are you guys familiar with the Dow Lens product? That's something we actually haven't talked about very much as a Dow either. Um, but they are a uh, their AI powered tool that uh, is more well, honestly, hardcore. I think Dow Lens, from what I've seen, is more of a uh, aggregation tool to take Discord conversations and just information and aggregate them into usable, kind of like uh, a lot similar to uh, uh, what one of the tasks that you do with archiving, but to a uh, more AI powered level with just aggregating everything. Uh, I don't know if you guys will actually be able to speak to that, but if you know anything about Dowlands and uh, how Thrive is maybe different, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll let you guys speak on that. I, I can't speak to downlands. I, I don't know them well. I know, you know, most of the players that were sometimes compared to, so my guess is that they're not um, super, they might be adjacent to us, but I, yeah, my guess is that they're not competitive. I, I will say this, though. Um, <clears throat> my personal background is, and, and the background of our entire leadership team uh, is in building uh, community infrastructure um, at scale. So, you know, the last organization that I built, we supported Google and Microsoft and Oracle, Cisco, Citibank, KPMG, organizations like that. And, you know, step two, as you're getting tons and tons of data, which I think we did a pretty good job at that, uh, is the AI and machine learning piece. And so we're very, very cognizant of the ways in which we can use AI and machine learning to take what we've already built, which we think is pretty cool, um, and double, triple, quadruple down on it. And you know, you might be seeing more and more alpha coming out in the next couple months. Awesome, yeah. Looking forward to that alpha, and I think we should definitely uh, discuss ThriveCoin, uh, not only on Avogadro DAO level, but also I think GMI, we would be interested as a, you know, uh, someone who, uh, an organization that's highly active in the Avogadji community, I think we would find uh, using ThriveCoin really beneficial. Um, so I uh, really appreciate you guys taking us through the slides. They're really helpful, really informative. We have them up on the mirror board for anybody who wants to go back and uh, work their way through the slides. If people want to learn more about ThriveCoin or they want to uh, contact you guys directly, where can we do that? Yeah, so uh, you can always go to thrivecoin.com um, and, you know, Senate and I will put our information in the in the stage um, kind of chat that exists right now. Please reach out to us. I mean, we're, we're super community focused. Um, it's all of our backgrounds. And, you know, we are very excited. I mean, we spent a lot of time with the Avogadji guys at East Denver. And, I mean, who you are, what you represent, the vibes you give out. It's just fucking cool. And I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, you know, I, I, I think and I feel a lot of alignment. I've heard the same, um, you know, on, on your side as well. And like, holy shit, like, what, what can we build together? And, and Senate, great job on your first significant community presentation. I, I really think you, you crushed it. So nice job, man. Oh, absolutely. No, thank, I didn't even so. realize that was your first one. I just realized <laughs> I, I mean, I was probably very... Very passionate about doing it here in the Avalanche community because, as I said, I, I love what you guys are doing and, and you know, hopefully we can uh, make and create a meaningful impact together, which would be awesome. And uh, hopefully, again, history. 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Love what you're doing. Thank you for spending time with us here this morning. And uh, feel free to hang out in the chat there. If there are any questions, feel free to, to field those. But uh, I think we're going to, there's a couple more things we want to address here for the meeting. Uh, but yeah, again, feel free to hang out. And again, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Appreciate Thanks. it. Bye-bye. Awesome. So uh, let me just move my mind back. Listen, let's move back here a bit. That was that was awesome. Uh, there was a couple items here I wanted to cover here before we wrap up here for today. The foundation proposal guidelines. Uh, this was something that was brought up. Uh, I think this was uh, discussed amongst the DAO uh, foundation team. Uh, so if someone wants to actually speak on the the foundation proposal guidelines. Uh, this is basically uh, some a standard, I guess, that we would like to reinforce with proposals, having a list of transactions that can be executed by the foundation and what, what details would need to be included in that. Um, is that something uh, someone wants to come up and speak on? Otherwise, I can just uh, quickly go through here. Yeah, let me just pull this up. This is up by Mori. Um, so check out this thread. This is in the OG DAF forum. And so uh, saying with recent proposals, it's become clear that the ambiguity may become a recurring problem. I'd like to propose some guidelines that should be followed for safe and successful executions by the foundation. And so proposals should have a list of transactions that should be executed by the foundation with the following details. And so uh, these are just some things you might want to include here. A list of transactions that the foundations ex execute in detail that was just mentioned. Uh, and this should include the contracts to call, functions to execute, and what multi-sig the call should be from, and the parameters for the functions. Uh, and so uh, as much, basically as much detail as possible, really. Uh, and these, I think, are just the, the minimal asks uh, this is something that's not really included in proposals up to date, uh, but we should definitely have that for transparency reasons and for the foundation's uh, bookkeeping. So without these details, the foundation is left to fill in the details, which is not ideal. Uh, the foundation only exists to execute the will of the DAO and those details should be provided basically. Uh, so yeah, we just basically need a template or uh, a proposal template would be helpful, even though our proposals are, uh, they can vary quite quite a lot uh, from one to the next. I'm just reading the comments here. Yeah, that's just, uh, I don't really think we need to have a conversation on this, just looking through it. It's just something we should be thinking about uh, to, to get a uh, just an expectation established between the foundation and DAO proposal writers. Uh, the DAO steward team. So just gonna go here. This was by my la la la, my la la la. Yeah, <laughs> I Avogadro OG definitely remember seeing 
in the Discord in the early days. Uh, so he is proposing a. I, I believe he's a uh, ambassador on the in the on the Avagachi Asian uh, the Avagachi Asian uh, market, and so uh, yeah. Uh, let's go to hardcore's notes. Yeah, just for uh, some context on on Mia. If you guys saw the video I did recently, the interview with the nice uh, forest and chilling in the uh, drinking the tea and all that, that was Mia. So she's our uh, ah. our CM here in China. And this is, oh. I think, this is a, a secret project that she and some uh, some of her teammates have been working on for like the last year or so. So it, it's uh, basically if. Uh, it's maybe she can come up if she's if she's around. But my yeah. understanding of it is that it's like a a competitor to Boardroom and Deep Dow, but it solves some issues that those two platforms have, which I'm not totally sure what they are. But uh, yeah, it's I I haven't explored it too much, but it does it looks pretty powerful, pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a little clip here. I'm just gonna play it here. Let's see, so it's a Avagachi Dow dashboard. Oh man, this is cool. So you got your Twitter feed, you got your treasury tab, treasury report, uh, governance, NFT pass. Uh, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I thought this would be really useful for the DAO to have. It's just a, uh, you know, Avogachi on your guys' end for just Avogachi itself, uh, especially on Pixelcraft's behalf, has great representation. But Avogachi Dow does not have uh, uh, really strong representation at this point. We're still, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think we will see a Avogachi Dow YouTube channel here pretty soon. Uh, mm. Once this uh, media proposal passes, we'll get a Avogachi Dow YouTube channel where we can have our uh, all of our content from these meetings hosted there, as well as, you know, the occasional interview that gets taken by one of ourselves. Uh, to be posted up there. Uh, we also have an Avogachi Dow lens that we're not using. And we also have an Avogachi Dow Twitter handle uh, that we haven't really made much use of. So we do have these things. And uh, I think a dashboard would be a natural addition to have some sort of uh, Avogachi Dow representation, especially for newcomers who are like, what the heck is Avogachi Dow? I've heard of Avogachi, but like I did not know you guys had a Dow. And so we can show them, you know, activity, recent proposals, recent tweets, content, all that stuff should be aggregated. Yep. Place. There she is. Hey, Mia. Hi. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Absolutely. GM, GM. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for uh, displaying uh, the video and all of the content, etc. So, um, uh, I'm not sure if we have the time to do that, but I, I, I just want to uh, say a little bit about the uh, the past and how we to do the cooperation with Avogadro uh, DAO and how we contribute to the DAO. So I've noted there are, um, so uh, because the uh, club, so the FTS and also SVB, so we've seen a lot of like, um, more people pay attention to the detail, the uh, the security of about the treasury and also the government, etc. Especially, uh, I've got to tell is becoming more and more complicated. 
because it's um, more mature than other DAOs. So we will have seen more proposals and more transactions within the treasury. So I think it will be really cool to have a dashboard to let everybody know uh, what's going on with the DAO and uh, the, the whole comprehensive data about the, the treasury, about the history, about the governance and the, uh, the voting status data, et cetera. So I think it will be really cool to let uh, everybody know, uh, not only the DAO members, in the uh in the avocado community but also the potential target uh that will be really uh, interesting in the DAO landscape as well to know how active DAO uh, is and uh, um uh, it's one of the uh, most active DAO in the space no matter for the treasury and also for for the governance as well so i think that's um that's a dashboard plays a important in that. And another thing I want to like propose is that we can do a monthly audit report. So it's also shown in the that we will have a section that shows a treasury report under the treasury section. So um, so it will uh, let everybody know uh, the for example the the proposal posted this uh this month and also the balance of the treasury this month the holdings of the uh of the algachi dao not only fungible tokens but also NFT uh, assets if we do hold a lot of NFT assets including other algachi nfts so um so everybody will know the uh the true value of it and uh, have more uh, uh trust on uh, on the team and the dao as well uh and beside that we will have a uh, uh, re, uh, a case of the proposal that have passed by the DAO because there are now more proposals in the forum and uh, there will be definitely more proposals approved or rejected by the DAO as well. So it will be really good to uh, to have record of all of the proposals and uh, how is the project is going every month. So we will have a feedback on that as well. So it's basically a, a report for 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 the people to 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 spend less time on discovering, but also have a recap on what's going with the DAO. So yeah, I think that's basic the purpose of the dashboard and and also the report. And um, beside that, we also have uh, uh, the secret uh, project. Uh, Danny's mentioned in, uh, we have already like. Um, a partner with many other DAOs, including the uh, the MakerDAO Bank, uh, MakerDAO MingBiz DAO, and also we are now talking with Bankless DAO uh, as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's also trusted by many other well-known solid DAOs in the space. So it will be pretty cool to spread yeah to spread this kind of words with other uh, DAO-related partners as well. So. Yeah, that's basically the, 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 the stuff that we are trying to uh, contribute into the Avogadro DAO ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that. I think uh, the DAO uh, summary is something that we could really benefit from also. And just to see, you know, just to show, be able to show communities like, hey, the DAO funded this much, this X amount worth of uh, community initiatives and X amount of project funding this month. And these are the things that are getting built. That's just one facet of it, but like what a great way to show some really uh, awesome metrics and kind of just like, you know, have everything in one place that we can be proud of as a DAO and like send people over there so they, can, they don't have to go looking for it. You know, I think that's a, 
it's a really uh, it, it it's like a simple thing when you think about it, but it's like we haven't done it yet. So, uh, is this is this made by an organization? Like, is there a specific organization you work for that does this sort of thing, or did you go out on your own and build this dashboard uh, just specifically tailored for Avogadro? Um, I am definitely responsible for that. Um, and but we have uh, we have a small team uh, support this kind of uh, dashboard. And uh, we do have a platform called the Pastel Two. It's a it's a data aggregator platform. Um, as Dan mentioned earlier, we do have other competitors like DeepDAO, Borrowing, etc. But we do have more metrics than them, including we have a more uh, uh, detailed treasury balance, including the NFTs, because they didn't really check about NFTs, only NFTs, and they didn't really uh, checking the uh, the um, for example, the derivatives of the uh, DeFi assets, for example, the staking, uh, if they are in staking status, they didn't really check about that, but we also check about that as well. So we do have more uh, more metrics or data about that side. But uh, for Avagachi, we do customize everything. So you can check over here, it's more like a standard one, but we have customized uh, customized UI UX for Avagachi, and also we roll out the report. Uh, so that's more uh, more specific customized service for Avagachi as well. So that's the part we want to contribute in. So um, I think it's not only the it's uh, it, it can be pretty easy to check uh, the transactions, but um, not everybody in the community know what what the transaction means, right? So I think not a lot of people knows how many um, revenues uh, the Avogadro DAO is actually getting from the marketplace, right? So it actually goes to the treasury to address this every every day, daily, right? But uh, not everybody is tracking that and also familiar with that. But it will also combine into the uh, he's uh, in the act, firstly, it will combine in the active activity of the dashboard, and the secondly, we will combine the in, into the treasury report. So, yeah, we'll have a fully disclosure about the uh, the 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 status quo of the treasury balance. Um, they didn't really have to check about that, and it can be yeah, it they need have this kind of technology uh skill kit to do that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I mean, V1, <laughs> V1's been V1 of the treasury management dashboard for since forever, since I joined Avogadro. And so I think it's, we're well, it's, it's, it's about time. I think we look at uh, upgrading some of our infrastructure on behalf of the DAO and getting a nice clean UI. And I really like the design you, you put together here. Uh, is this something you're thinking of putting together as a proposal? the DAO, uh, because I imagine that this would probably, you know, if the DAO is wanting something like this, it might have some ongoing uh, maintenance that might be required, you know, to have a, uh, like you say, a team of people that would be willing to pull that data and make sure that it, everything's up to date on the dashboard. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so it's just uh, the, uh, the proposal way we actually proposed on the uh, on the uh, forum, so definitely let us know if you if the community have more uh, more questions about the proposal and want to if we want to like uh, 
um, dive more deeper about the data set, we can definitely involve more. Uh, just let us know if, uh, if we have more any feedbacks about this part. Because I do see uh, some of the team members also raise the similar questions about want to know deeper about the uh, the, the treasury uh, inflow, outflow, etc. And they do think they're neither a, no matter about the team or a person to do that. But uh, I do see this kind of demand uh, coming from the community. So that's more of the rhythm that we want to do this kind of proposal. Uh, so yeah, feel free to let us know there is any more demands about about the, the the dashboard side or the data side as well thank you thank, by the way thank you for <laughs> thank you for uh let, letting me up to the stage uh at the last minute um and uh yes i didn't really uh prepare that for my, uh, uh that more but uh thank you so much for letting letting me speak here and uh on the stage well, no, thank you on behalf of Avagachi Dao for coming up here and speaking to us because we need more people coming up here and speaking to the Dao and coming up with these really cool ideas. You know, we've been we've been talking about this for a little while now, and I'm glad someone out there was uh, listening. You know, like Hardcore said, it's almost like discovering life on another planet. It's like, wow, people do. There are people out there like us that are also thinking like this and have solutions and a team ready to execute on this. So uh, thank you, first and foremost, for coming up here and sharing everything with us today here. And the same goes to anybody else out there. If you're hearing us talking about things we wish we had and you feel like you might have the solution or you're able to get the team together to do that, uh, please reach out to myself, reach out to Hardcore, uh, and we can make it happen. It will help you get up here and speak on your, uh, on your proposal. So, yeah, again, thank you. Do we have any more questions for uh, for Mia uh, before we? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mia and her team are definitely GMI. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think we have a whole lot else for today that's pressing, and uh, uh, so if if there is anything else uh, you guys have up here that we might have missed for today, something quick that you might want to mention. Uh, oh yes, no futuristic budget the budget extension for the Denver team. Uh, we are going to be putting in a budget extension uh, for the for Ethereum Denver. Uh, we did initially get our funding, and that quickly was used up. Our our roster went from a team of six to a team of I believe at uh, fourteen. We had fourteen contributors at the Denver, and uh, we all really worked hard. Uh, I think people are just well deserving of even a higher rate based on the workload and the work ethic that was shown there. And so I'm going to advocate for that. And, uh, you know, we have uh, quite a few uh, significant voices in the community who have also got behind us. And so we are putting together a budget extension, uh, but we will get a forum post out there. We'll get a discussion going around it, but overall the sentiment seems to be really good. And uh, yeah. Exactly. We want to make sure we take care of people. So uh, just reading the comments here. Yeah. So just keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I appreciate you, Dr. Wagby. It was actually really nice meeting you, Dr. Wagby, and Diddly Poo there, and, you know, getting to know you guys. 
you know, it was a, it was a pleasure. And actually, check out McCallum Gachi Brothers podcast that just came out uh, yesterday, I believe. You guys put that out there. Please drop that in the chat. Go, got, you guys should go listen to that podcast because we do talk about our experience at East Denver. You can get a sense of the energy there. You know, as Dr. Waggy walked in and we were talking to him about East uh, uh, Denver right in the venue. Um, so it was really a special moment in my opinion. And so, yeah, go check that out. Anything else? Uh, Dow Media Team, uh, we will get a sick prop out there. Uh, we already discussed it a couple of weeks ago. There isn't really much to change there. Uh, but I will put a sick prop out there and then uh, make sure that there's some sort of a discourse area for anybody that has comments, concerns, anything like that. Uh, McCallum, you just dropped something in the chat here. Uh, yeah, this is the Eat Denver Funds distribution plan. And so we have uh, upgraded the pay structure to $21 an hour, which was uh, calculated at 15 ghosts an hour when ghost was at $1.42. So that might need to be adjusted. But uh, the rate was at $21 an hour for 12, uh, 12 hour days per day. And then we uh, were able to log up to 10 days max. And so that is across the board based on how many days uh, each team member put in. Of course, core team members put in uh, the majority of that 10 days where we had uh, other cavalry, we call them cavalry members. People came in after the fact that were also contributors and uh, they they definitely deserve uh, some compensation. Well, and let's, uh, as well. let me let me hop on here too real quick, Hedfin, just make oh, it yeah. clear. Welcome. clear clear for everybody that this isn't necessarily like just a small bag or just a tiny increase or a slight budget adjustment for a, like bonus pair or anything like that. We blew up our budget. We went from six initial core team members to 13 paid roles. Um, some of which had some travel expenses as well and some compensation opportunities as well. So our budget needs to be significantly extended. Um, so we've been able to make everybody whole in terms of direct expenses that they incurred. And so that has been done the compensation strategy right now is not able to handle the 13 people at 50% payout. So not only do we not have enough to pay everybody on hand, we are relatively dependent on this budget extension. Talking with friends throughout the space, we feel that the value is delivered and it's not a hard ask, um, but just making that clear. So people like myself, Hefe, No Futuristic, Zombie, a lot of the core team members have actually deferred compensation for the time being just to put it on pause. So that way the funds on hand can be used to support our cavalry members that we did not anticipate uh, their contributions. And so we want to just make sure that we're being good teammates and taking care of everybody else first and we'll eat last. Um, but this budget extension is uh, critical. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to have the Eat Denver team go, go without pay, quite honestly. And so we'll get the numbers crunched. I have a budget that I can share with anybody that wants to see it and happy to answer any hard questions or scrutiny or inspections on it. But we'll be turning this in shortly and feel very strong about the value that we're requesting on this one. Yeah, well said. And so like you just mentioned, we'll be uh, making sure that we get some sort of discourse and eventually get the proposal up there as well. Uh, Dr. Wagney, new Forge prop within 10 days. We'll post on forums for feedback. You are going to be going on your off days soon, so nice to to get some of that, um, you know, put together and looking forward to seeing that. Um, let's see, uh, hardcore. I think it'd be a good precedent to set if we compensate people who do work on a non-official, in a non-official capacity, 
if people show up and work and the official work just notice we should make them whole at it. Yeah. Full-time Avogachi, living the dream. Yeah, absolutely, man. I feel you. That is the dream. And, uh, yeah, the more of us that can live that dream, the better. All right, guys. I think we're we're good. Coder Dan, do you have anything hey. you want to discuss? Anything you got left here for today? Uh, yeah, I'm just opening up uh, Aragon here. Going to check the state. Once this client sinks, uh, I'm going to check the state of where we are here on the vote. Uh, has everyone here on the call voted? Curious uh, what kind of voting power we, we already have. Because currently... contract last night. Okay. I'm, uh, it's going to take a second for it to sink here, I think. Um, just give me, give me a couple minutes. Uh, while, I'm, while we're finishing up, uh, haven't been an update recently on the ghost bizarre listing fee but now, now that all the curve craziness is is over or almost over i'm probably gonna uh reinvigorate that proposal so i'm just curious um are there any uh, are there any new thoughts from anyone has anyone thought about this recently about what you would like the bizarre listing fee to be do we want to continue doing it in uh 0.1 ghost and should that ghost be burned should it should it be sent somewhere, uh, or do we want to switch to Matic or totally remove the, the bizarre fee? So we have a couple options. I mean, if we change it to Glitter or Alchemica, we're not really making anything easier. We're actually making it kind of harder for people. Uh, the purpose of of uh, changing it was to make it easier for for new people to list stuff in the bazaar. What about a uh, free list, like free to list, but then the delisting fee is charged in Matic. And then that way we're still, uh, the barrier to actually, there's no barrier to listing your item, but if you are delisting it, and so if you're trading items frequently, there'll be a Matic fee maybe that you're paying. Then maybe the Matic can be used towards some sort of a gasless feature somewhere on the protocol at some point. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. Why do we want to make it easier for someone's assets but no ghost to listen to Bazaar? Uh, the idea basically is that if someone receives an asset, uh, they don't have ghost, they might, they might receive it and they're like, well, what can I do with it? Maybe it's a fake gachi, maybe it's something uh, like a wearable or a raffle ticket or something. Maybe they don't want to use it, but they don't have the ghost to go and sell it. So the, they would it would basically be easy for them to, to sell it and get some ghosts and hopefully they'll stick around, right? Once they've gotten that ghost, they'll be like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And they would stick around. That would be the, the idea. But I mean, I wouldn't call it dumping. It's just like, not everyone's gonna, we give away these items sometimes and people might look at it and they might, it's just extra friction for someone to get involved in the ecosystem. Uh, currently, what is the fee currently for those of you, um, people that don't know? I don't think it's like really significant. Um, like 0.1%? It's uh, 0.1 ghost right now, and that 0.1 ghost, 0 .1 ghost is burned. Mm -hmm. So now that ghost is uh, fixed supply, then we, we are technically a, uh, we are, we can call ourselves a, uh, uh, not, not depreciating, what's the word? Uh, 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 super well, deflationary. They, yeah, they're deflationary. We're kind of uh, 
sorry, it's like Pat almost midnight for me. I'm sleepy. We but, got uh, it's a, the hard, not hard money. It's uh, the ultrasound money. Like, uh, like the eat meme. So with with yeah. the ghost burn, it's kind of cool that we have that. Uh, but do we, does that actually serve the ecosystem? Uh, you know, hard to stay. Yeah. Uh, no futuristic let it burn. I think we have, yeah, we have a lot of arsonists in Gachi game. We just want to let things burn. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those strong opinions. Uh, let it burn or do whatever makes no, sense. Yeah, <laughs> we no could do it or we could not do it. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll we'll kick that off. Uh, maybe I'll make a thread on that this week. So, just to check in here on the Aragon, we are currently at 0.49%. Uh, so there's currently 260,944 ghosts that has voted. So currently, uh, if Pixelcraft voted with all of our ghosts, we're, that would put us up to about 7%. So we, we need at least 1% 1, 1 more from the community, uh, which should be pretty doable, hopefully. Uh, hopefully everyone didn't uh, bridge their ghosts back to Ethereum or back to Polygon after the first vote. If you did vote on either, either, we did clear this up during one of our spaces that we had with uh, Golden Cross in the future. Uh, if you did vote on either of those votes, if you didn't make it to the first, it's fine. You vote on the second, you will be eligible to get your badge. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost Independence Day badge. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't think we have any other outcomes to discuss. Uh, it was a good meeting. Does anybody have anything else? I think No Future says he wants to open a portal. Are we doing that right do now? Do it. Let's hear the sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm down to do it. You got, I'll, I'll do it right now. I got it open on my screen. Let me just make do sure it. that the sound is actually on. Yeah, we got 47 people you in can, the room. You can uh, share your screen. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot I can do that. Uh, Absolutely. Let me. Oh wait, but uh, I can't. I'm doing it on a different computer. Let me see if I can do it from this computer to so share my screen. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do a DGen portal open. Get that 599 BRS. Is this the the prime number you were you were oh, looking yeah. at? You're eyeing it. Wait. How do I share a screen? Because I haven't done this before. Oh wait. There we go. Not my camera. Share a screen. Oh, that's actually disabled for me. Oh wait. No. There we go. Hell yeah. All right, you can see it. <laughs> okay. Nice. All right, let's open this. It's going to be this one, uh, 2357. It's a prime number. I did all this like research into this. It's like a 17th additive prime, like a some kind of special prime number, but we'll pop this bad boy open. Let's do it. Tap it. Oh, wait, I got to let me make sure the sound's on for it. <laughs> all right, if it's prime number, Mikey G's going to stay. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get wrecked, but let's go. The numbers make sense. Make yes. the numbers make sense. <laughs> yeah. Did uh, did Portal Zero? Has anyone ever seen that Portal or know who owns it? That thing. I want to see that thing open one day. Which Portal is that? Portal Zero. Oh, zero. I think that one should just stay closed and like hermetically sealed wallet that nobody can access. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. It'd be pretty cool to see Gachi Zero walking around. 
Yeah, I mean, first off, Agachi's holding it down for us, but we might need to get Gachi Zero in the mix. Yeah, I'm probably going to go buy another portal. I should have bought another portal last night before they started to go up in price, but I'll probably get another one. I have some ghosts. On Sergey, yeah, Coder Dan, are you saying that because Portal Zero has some like secret, like hard coded, maybe like all the that <laughs> Avogadro's in there? Okay, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, that's Sierra right. six hundred. That's the perfect okay. six hundred portal. It's it's hard coded. So the first Gachi is a Rarity four twenty one. Second Gachi is a Rarity five thirteen. Let's see, third Gachi is a five twenty. I like that. Five twenty, yeah. 20 come on keep going up next one's a 370 that's super low right what's the lowest they can go mm, 300 not yeah i don't i wouldn't say 370 is like rare low but it, it's low yeah um, it's also uh so i don't think anybody wants that all right what's number five <laughs> a 446 rather common next one's a 384 another tethered wow there are a lot of tether gotchis in this one <laughs> Next up, a 421 Ave Gachi, rare low. Wow, I couldn't have been a 420, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Number eight is a 467. Number nine is a 398. Wow, I got three under 400. Okay, it's the last one here, a 461. All right, so I'm thinking the best one was that 520, right? Yeah, you had a 520 in there. Yeah. All right, that's the one. This is a wheat gachi also. I love the way the wheat gachis look. Uh, this is a nice size, man. Good looking yeah. gachi. Dope. I'm going to open another one. I'm just feeling like a D-Gen. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Let's right. go. Let's, let's see the numbers, though. Which number should we pick? Bravo. None of these are prime numbers. What are we thaking? You got 2428, 21963, or 23504? Knock out your 20 series. That's my opinion. You already got the, the 20 series? Okay, yeah. the 20. 2428. All right. Good thing I didn't portal war with the uh, Dr. Wagme put because I probably would have oh. lost. Right. Here Mikey we go. J throwing in a stat here. Only 12.51% of portals have a gachi with BRs equal to or greater than 520. Ah, You're winning. You're winning. I would say that's a win right there. Yeah, I'll take it. 520 is nice. That's a good that's, that's a good, good gacha. Yeah. You can dress it up and get it uh, some rewards this uh, upcoming round, which is Tuesday, right? We have a rarity farming uh, round coming up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys will get your schematics, and anyone wants to forge, we'll have about a day to forge some stuff uh, ahead of the snapshot. Oh, there we go. All right, it's open. First is a Bitcoin gachi. I don't have many Bitcoin gachi, so I'm kind of partial to this one. It's a yeah, four sixteen. Cool. Second gachi is a die gachi, where you don't want the die gachi right now. Four twenty three. Third one's a 460, another wheat gachi. See? Fourth one's a 435. I think I got wrecked on this one. Let's see. Uh, 435 Bitcoin gachi. A 507 die gachi, so that's not too bad. Number six is a 455. That guy looks sleepy. <laughs> it's Bitcoin. Oh, I like the eyes on this one. This is a 439 Bitcoin gachi. Number eight is a 414 tether gachi. Number nine is a 464 Wheat Gachi. All right, last one in the portal, 485. So I think 507 was the high for this one. Yep, I'll, I'll claim this one later. It's a die, but eh, maybe I'll grab the Bitcoin one. Where's the Bitcoin? The Bitcoin one's cool, man, especially if you don't have one. It's, 
man. Yeah, I mean, I like the eyes too. This one is not going to be like a killer, uh, you know, in terms of rarity, but it does, it's a good looking gachi. But uh, yeah, those are two. Those are my two portals. I'll leave the other two open just to keep something. Uh, the other two closed, rather. But yeah, thank you for joining and watching me degen out. <laughs> thanks for thanks for sharing thank that, buddy. Perfect. Yeah, great way to end to the Sunday Dow call. A little bit, a little bit of degenesis here. Uh, looking forward to uh, more more of these things. <laughs> thank you, No Future, for uh, for doing that. That's awesome. Mike, Mikey uh, J, I love one hundred percent of the stats that you share with this community. Oh man, these are great. We gotta have this those up. available at wearables.report. Where did he he pulled those up pretty yeah. quick? <laughs> Almost like he's building a tool or something. <laughs> what are you building <laughs> over there? Mikey bot. Okay. Gotta get that going. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody coming out here. 49 people still in the call hanging out. Uh oh, what is this? Hey, just doubt related too. I just want to give a little bit of perspective stuff here. I've been super impressed and very pleased with the Dow directors. Um, those guys are working hard. It's a pleasure to be a part of that group. The communication is high level. The intelligence is there. They're asking hard questions. It's not just a just a, a goon squad marching orders. There's there is good discussion, debate, and inquiry happening. So it's got me very bullish on us in general. Yeah, it's a super. This is like the. Great group of guys in there. It's really nice to watch that. Feels feels cozy. Very, absolutely. All right, uh, I think it's safe to say, Michael, Coda, Dan, Mia. I think we can wrap it up. I think time for Brecky. Uh, Let's roll. I think so. Yeah, I'm in right, Seattle. Friends. Watch it. Watch out. I'm going to be finding uh, – I'm going to go to the pier right now. I'm going to go find a fun place to put some Afghachi stickers down. So got to get my representation out here before we leave. Uh, and so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Y'all enjoy a great Sunday. Uh, catch us tomorrow morning, GM with GMI, 3 p.m. UTC. We're out there We're out there on Twitter spaces, quick half-an-hour space. Share your day with us. We want to know what y'all are doing in Web3. So – uh, yeah, that's tomorrow morning, Monday to Friday. Uh, come join us. And if we can't, we'll see you next uh, Saturday or Sunday. There's almost something happening every day of the week in Gachi Game or Gachi Burst. So take care, friends. We'll catch All you right, sometime. Friends. Have a great Sunday. Remember to vote. Remember to vote. Later. Absolutely. Peace.